0: Well, here we are at our last session, oh, but uh, it's the best, because it's the name above every name. It's Emmanuel. You see, if you can't remember all the names we've gone over thus far, but if you can remember this one, you'll have it all. Because Emmanuel means God with us. It is God become a man in the person of Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment in flesh and blood of all that God is. It's at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. And Because by faith in Christ we bow voluntarily now, we can come to experience all the names of God we've gone over, and even ones we haven't gotten to yet, to experience all that God is. Because his specific job was to reveal God to us. And When you draw near to Emmanuel, then you can hear what Jesus said to Philip. Say it to you when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because when you hear Emmanuel, you've just heard all the names of God. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, at the birth of Jesus Christ, God says, And you shall call his name. Emmanuel, which being translated means God with us. Jesus is given a name, and his name is Emmanuel. And the meaning of that name is God with us. It is in understanding the name of Jesus at Emmanuel that you have wrapped up all the names of God. Every Christmas, outside of our home, we have boxes. These are well decorated Christmas gift boxes, well wrapped with beautiful bows. If anybody steals those boxes, we're not gonna worry about them, cause they're empty. <laughs> they have been wrapped well with absolutely nothing inside of them. That's often what's happened to the name Jesus. People put a good wrapping around it, but remove its contents because they don't understand this name, this name that is above every name. It is when you understand Emmanuel that you have God concentrate, where you have the names of God all concentrated in this one name because Emmanuel is God with us. Let me take a moment and tell you about the uniqueness of Jesus Christ. The prophet Isaiah said, Under us, a child is born. Under us, a son is given. The child would be born, but the son would be given. Because the child would be in a manger, but the son would be handed off. Because scripture says that Jesus was God's son in eternity past. He just entered history. The Bible says of Jesus Christ, Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God. It says in Hebrews chapter one, verse three, he is the exact representation of his nature. John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And John 1.14 says, and the word became flesh. And John 1.18 says, that this word that became flesh came to reveal the Father to us. Philip, in John chapter 14, verse 8, Philip says, when are we going to see the Father? We've seen you, Jesus. It's been nice hanging out with you. But we want to see the big Mahav. We want to see Daddy God. When are we going to see the Father? Jesus says, I've been hanging out with you for three years, Philip. Have I been with you this long that you don't get it yet? When you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Because in Jesus Christ, you have the most unique person in human history. Because you have the God-man. You have a person who's fully man and fully God. Where the egg of a woman was fertilized by the seed of deity, the Holy Spirit. So that he bears in his person all that makes God God and all that makes man man. He is the God man, that's why one moment he could be hungry and the next moment he could feed 5,000 people with sardines and crackers. One moment he could be thirsty because he's fully man. The next moment he could walk on water because he's fully God. One moment because he's fully man, The Bible says in Luke 2.52, he had to learn. The next moment, he could astound all of the leaders because of all of the knowledge he possessed. One moment, he could call himself son of man. The next moment, he could call himself son of God because he was both. One moment, he could die on the cross because he's fully man. Three days later, he can get up out of the grave because he's fully God. Here's a man who never wrote a book, but his book is the bestseller in all of human history. And there are more books written about him than any other individual in human history. Here's a man who never wrote a song, but there are more songs written about him that pay homage to him than any other individual in history. Here's a man who never traveled on foot or horseback or camel or donkey more than 300 miles from the place where he was born. And yet there is no place on the globe where people do not pay homage to his name. Because Jesus Christ is not just a man. He is the God-man. And he is Emmanuel, where all the names of God a resident, because Emmanuel means God with us. You may not remember all the names in this series. You may not be able to learn all the names that are in the Bible, well over 80 of them, that God gives to define and declare himself so that you and I can get a better understanding. We want you to learn all the Hebrew names of the Old Testament and how they apply. That's a good thing to know. But in case you don't remember them all, if you remember the name Jesus, you have in that name, Emmanuel, all that God is. He is Elohim. He is the creator God. Because Colossians chapter 1, 17 says, and all things were created by him. But you say, but in the beginning God created the heavens and earth. But remember, there's the triune God. So God can say, Jesus created the heavens and earth. If you don't remember Jehovah, that's okay. All you got to do is remember Jesus. Because it was Jesus who said, before Abraham was, I am. Now that's bad English. You're supposed to say, before Abraham uh, was, I was. Because you're speaking in past tense. But he says, before Abraham was, I am. Because he identifies with the same uh, authoritative name of Jehovah. The self-revealing God, John 1.18. He's here to reveal God for us. If you don't remember the name Adonai, the master, the one who's in charge, that's okay. Just remember the name Jesus. Because he's Emmanuel. And if you will confess Jesus as Lord, that's equal to Adonai. If you if you call him your master, in fact, if you refuse to call him your master, you lose out on Jehovah so that you don't get the power of Elohim. Because he says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. But if you will confess me as Lord before men, I will confess you before my father because I am your Adonai. I am your master to whom you are to submit. If you don't remember Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is your banner, the one whose umbrella you come under in the battles of life. Remember Jesus, because his name is Emmanuel. And it's Jesus who said, in this world, you're going to have trouble and tribulation, but I have overcome the world. So I am the banner you should battle underneath of because I have overcome the battle that you're fighting. If you don't remember Jehovah Saba, that's okay. Remember Emmanuel, because his name is in there. Because he is the Lord of hosts. He told Nathanael that you're going to see angels coming up and down the Son of Man. You're going to see the heavenly host support me as it supports you. And you're going to see miracles because the angels do what the son of man says to do. He is Jehovah Saba, the Lord of hosts. If you don't remember Jehovah Roha, that the Old Testament name for the Lord is my shepherd. Don't worry, because if you know Jesus as Emmanuel, then you know that Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. And my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. So in Jesus, you have Jehovah-Roha. If you don't remember Jehovah-Jireh, that's okay. If you remember that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, you have that name. Because Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the supply you need. In fact, Paul says it this way. In Philippians 4, he says, My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That Jesus is your supply. He is your provider. If you don't remember El Elyon, that's okay. Just remember that Jesus, as his name Emmanuel, is God with us. And that right now, Ephesians 1 says he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Hebrews 1 says he's seated right hand of the Father. He's seated at the most high position. So he's seated in the place to overrule. If you don't remember El Shaddai, that's okay. Because if you know Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, you can piggyback on that name. You can use that name because Revelation 1.8 says that Jesus is God Almighty. He is the God. In fact, in Hebrews 1.8, you have God the Father looking at God the Son and calling God the Son God. The Father God calls the Son God because they share the Godhead and they share all the realities of deity. So you don't have to be a Bible scholar and know all the names of God if you know Jesus. Because Jesus has a nickname. His name is Emmanuel and it's God with us. And he gives you and me the privilege of piggybacking off of that name. My son, Anthony, one day was getting off of a uh, plane flight, when he first started his singing ministry. He's third person off the plane. We greet each other and we're walking to baggage claim. So we're walking to baggage claim. Halfway to baggage claim, I stop and I look at him. And I said, Oh no, you didn't. And he began to giggle. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Because he knew exactly what I was talking about. You see, to be the third person off the plane, you in first class. You, if you're the third person off the plane, you sitting in first class. But he didn't have first-class money. He didn't have a first-class ticket. But what he had was the use of my name. Because he's junior. So I knew what he had done. He had gone up to the, to the agent and said, my name is Anthony Evans. I'm a platinum flyer. Do you have any first-class uh, first upgrade seats? She said, thank you, Dr. Evans. We're glad to have you flying with us again. See, what he had did was he borrowed my name for his upgrade. You may not have a name on your own, but if you know Jesus, you're connected with the name that is above every name. That's why I've got to read to you what Philippians chapter 2 says. Verse 6 says, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or held on to. He emptied himself, taking on the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God hath highly exalted him and bestowed on him, here it is, the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven, of those who are on earth, and who the, of those who are under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So here's how it worked. God poured deity into a container called humanity. He poured deity or divinity into humanity. So Jesus Christ bears all the essence of deity located in a body. And the beauty of that is, he can operate in two zones at the same time. Because he's man, he knows how you feel. Because he's man, he knows what you're going through. Because he's man, he knows the pain of hurt, rejection, and being deserted. He knows what it is when folks you've loved for three years don't want to associate with you anymore. He knows what it is to be falsely accused because he's man. He knows what it is to go through pain, thirst, and hunger. So when you go to the name Jesus, you go to somebody who can identify. Now, you may have other people in your life who can identify what you're going through, but who can do nothing about what you're going through. All they can say is, I'm sorry, or what can I do to help? But in Jesus Christ, you not only have a man who can feel what you feel, or as scripture says, sympathize with our infirmities, something the father can't do as a spirit, but the son can do as a man. But because he's also God, He can do something about what you're going through. Because he's man, he can identify. Because he's God, he can deal with it. In Jesus, you have the God man. You have the full manifestation of deity operating on your behalf. And so this opportunity to have Jesus Christ operating on your behalf, to have all of God, all of the Old Testament, Jesus one day was walking down the Emmaus road. He ran into two disciples who were discouraged. As they walked down the Emmaus road, he was hidden from them. They didn't know who he was. He walked upon the stranger and he said, you look so discouraged, what's wrong? They said, we had placed all of our hopes in this man named Jesus. We thought he was going to deliver us from our enemies and he was going to turn things around. And yet, A few days ago, he was just crucified on the cross. And now we don't even know where his body was. And so we're discouraged because we had banked on him. Jesus Christ said, Oh, foolish people and slow of heart to believe. Then it says, He opened up the Bible, and all He had then was the Old Testament. And He went through the Old Testament, Moses and the prophets. And throughout the Old Testament, He talked about Jesus. He said he talked about himself, but all he had was an Old Testament. The only names he could talk about were the names of God in the Old Testament. The only God principles he could talk about were the God principles in the Old Testament, yet it says he talked about himself from the Old Testament. And when he talked about himself from the Old Testament, they finally got to the house, and it says in Luke 24 that Jesus acted as though he was gonna keep going because he wanted to see whether they were gonna invite him in. They invited him in and said, stranger, we don't know who you are, but don't leave yet. Why don't you sit down and have a meal with us? He sat down to have a meal with them, Luke 24 says, and then he took the bread that they were providing him and he broke it. It says, when he broke the bread, the scales frail fell from their eyes and they recognized that he was risen Jesus Christ from the dead. I know what happened. When he broke the bread, they saw the scars in his hands. And they knew that this was the Jesus who was the Christ. And they said, did not our hearts burn within us as he taught us along the way about himself using the Old Testament? And then they got excited, got up from dinner, ran all the way back to Jerusalem to tell the disciples we found him and he's very much alive. If you wanna understand the Old Testament, when you read it, look for Jesus because he is the fulfillment of all that God is and all that God wants you to know. The Bible is the progress of revelation. It is God showing you bits and pieces of himself so that they all come together in the person of Jesus. So if you know the name Jesus and his nickname Emmanuel, you actually know and can utilize the name of God. That's why when you pray, you close your prayers in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to the Father, but I'm calling on him because of the name. Because if I know that name, I can get to this name. Some of you remember and some of you have used Prego spaghetti sauce. Prego spaghetti sauce is a sauce that you use for putting over spaghetti to get your taste in the meal. If you are looking for garlic, it's already in the sauce. If you're looking for oregano, it's already in there. If you're looking for tomato, it's already been mixed in the sauce. If you're looking for uh, 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 any of the fragrances or the sausages, Uh, or or the uh, pepperoni, it's all in the sauce because the sauce has already configured it, it's already in it. In other words, you don't have to go out and get those ingredients to make the sauce. If you have Prego spaghetti sauce, it's already in there. If you're looking for a deliverer, it's already in there. It's in the name of Jesus. If you're looking for a sustainer, it's already in there. It's in the name of Jesus. If you're looking for somebody to care for you, comfort you, deliver you, support you, encourage you, it's already been mixed in there. So even though you don't remember all the names, even though you don't remember all the identity, just remember the name Jesus and his nickname Emmanuel, because that means it's God with us. And when you remember the name, I want you to do three things. First of all, I want you to wear the name. You know, we live in a Tattoo environment. Every place I go, I see places where you can get tattoos put on you. And a lot of folk put names of folk on them. Names that they need to scrub off later on because it didn't work out. But if you got to tattoo a name, tattoo the name Jesus and wear that name. Now that name is going to bring you some problems because everybody is not going to like the fact that you wear that name. They don't mind you wearing the name God, but they might just get offended if you're wearing the name Jesus. So when you wear the name, be prepared to bear the name. Not only bear the blessings, but sometimes there will be rejection. You'll be gonna be called too spiritual and too committed. But when they call you too committed and you're suffering with Jesus, that's the place of blessing. Because that means that you are identified with his sufferings. And Paul says, I want to know him through my suffering that comes, through my identification with him. So wear the name. Tattoo it. Tattoo it on your mind, your heart, and the soul. And if rejection comes, bear the name. And finally, share the name. Let people know that you know that is the name above every name. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed to wear it, bear it, or share it. Why? Because that name and its nickname Emmanuel brings God to bear. The power of all of God's names are in the name of Jesus. And whatever you need, guess what? It's already in there. God bless you as you benefit from the power of God's name.